Welcome back to Equal Time Soccer. We're live. I am Mark Pravratsky. I'm happy to be joined by Anna Ricarte Pacheco, who is a Shattuck St. Mary's alum and a current player for the Texas Rio Grande Valley Vaqueros. I hope I said that decently. Uh, welcome, Anna. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> All right. I mean, I had to say the full name just because uh, it's a mouthful. It's great. But and we'll get into it later. But actually, Texas Rio Grande Valley was created from two other long names, uh, colleges in Texas. So um, but and I want to ask you uh, about the start of the season. Obviously, you're playing, like I said, at Rio Grande Valley. Mm -hmm. um, started off with some huge opponents, honestly, playing yeah. some in-state rivals, you know, TCU and Texas. Talk about those challenges because it's either, you know, teams tend to either maybe have a bit of a tune-up or they have really big challenges early in the non-conference in terms mm -hmm. of what it can benefit. So you faced really big challenges with those. Talk about facing the big teams early this year. Yeah, we had like a pretty tough uh, non-conference schedule and I think that's good because it'll make us ready for conference. But also, we played TCU in Texas, and we played them at 1 p.m. in the Texas <sighs> heat. So it doesn't – it's not only tough because it's a tough opponent, but you're also battling the heat, and it's good for fitness. So I think that we'll be definitely more prepared than other teams who had, like, a lighter non-conference schedule. Mm -hmm. And we hung in pretty well, especially against Kansas State, where we only lost 1-0. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then against Texas, we were actually only losing zero to two until the last eight minutes. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> so. mm -hmm. Brutal. Yeah, like you said, I mean, yeah, the positive, it's it spoken like, you know, a veteran on the team to try to take the positives out of it. Because it's, it's all you can do, right? Is to say, mm -hmm. yeah, like, the our games later, you know, hopefully won't be this difficult. So when we can meet the challenge uh, next time, um, yeah. the other games you've had already this year, and it seems like it must happen every year is the South Texas showdown. It's kind of personal for you, obviously, because you played, yeah. you used to play for Corpus Christi, A&M Corpus Christi. Now you mm -hmm. play for Rio Grande Valley, and it seems like they have a two-game show-off every year. So just talk talk about experiencing that as the player with, you know, yeah. just some cast in it. It's called, like, the South Texas Showdown since we're the two farthest teams in, down south and that mm -hmm. play Division One soccer. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because when I was at Shattuck, I had an offer from Rio Grande and from Corpus Christi. Mm -hmm. So when I went on my visit, I went to Corpus first and then I drove to Rio Grande uh -huh. and I ultimately I decided to go to Corpus but that was the wrong choice uh -huh. <laughs> but anyway it was I have friends on the team mm -hmm. and they have some it's always good competing against them so it's definitely very aggressive like there's a uh -huh. lot of tension uh -huh. and when I was on the Corpus side I was like oh the, the vaqueros like <laughs> they 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 play so aggressive blah, blah, blah. and uh -huh. now that i'm on the utrgv side i when i play against corpus i'm like geez those girls are mean uh -huh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe i was on that team <laughs> an, ex, an exercise in sports psychology yeah yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's fun playing against them yeah. Well, I mean, because you are close, you're in different conferences, right? But mm -hmm. you are really close together. I mean, so it must be a thing where I mean, like, in the non conference, or even if it was a thing of playing, 
your warm-up games i'm sure it's a it's two programs that see each other a lot so yeah it is um i can understand that i could how did you end up so i mean like you said you started at corpus christi mm-hmm. and then you transferred in the midst of you know I, I guess COVID was occurring kind of in the midst of that as well so i mean it made it you know somewhat awkward of a time to do it so how did you end up then i mean you'd already visited rio grande i guess yeah. and it's becoming a really uh, very commonplace with the new transfer rules, which I think are good, you know, for player empowerment that mm-hmm. people can actually find a situation that works for them. So I'm, I am curious, how did you end up at um, Rio Grande Valley? And, you know, how did you end up making the decision like you just knew already from your visits prior? Yeah. Even when I like committed to Corpus, uh, I would watch the Rio Grande games. I'm like, geez, I should have gone there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't have my best, the best visit when I came here as mm-hmm. in high school. So that's what kind of drew me away from the Valley. Right. But uh, when I was in at Corpus and I entered the portal, actually one of my shadow coaches, Coach Sue, after I had already committed to Corpus, joined the UTRGV staff. Mm-hmm. And so when I entered the portal, I just wanted to go. I wanted to reach out to the schools that I had already talked to before I committed. Mm-hmm. And then I also knew that at Rio Grande, I would like like the coach and I would really like Coach Sue. Mm-hmm. So uh, as soon as I got an offer from them, I committed and it was really quick. Mm-hmm. And then Coach Sue, my coach was a Shattuck left and went back to Shattuck so I didn't even get to get coached by her here but (laughs) she impacted my decision also and it was good it was a really good decision I'm really happy with Mm -hmm. it yeah I mean yeah also part of the game that coaching carousel especially of assistants it's you know it that's a that's a quick moving world to try and find opportunities for them too so yeah that's that's a bummer you didn't get to connect with her but you know happy ending in the sense that you found a fit that was good for you what is it about um Rio Grande Valley that, you know, you mentioned the coaches um, mm-hmm. and a little bit of the playing style, but what is it about playing there that, you know, that makes the team special or, you know, to you or, you know, at least yeah. what we you connect with it and have you there? Yeah. Some of the things that make it special is that we have a lot of international players mm-hmm. and I, that I get to meet people from like all over. There's people from Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Mm-hmm. and just connecting with them and seeing all the different cultures I think is amazing and also they they love soccer just like I love soccer so much they have like the same passion for soccer and I love my teammates as well I think it's mm-hmm. really nice here everybody's mm-hmm. excited for practice mm-hmm. I also didn't like the cold so that's why I want yeah. to stay in the south yeah yeah Even though now I don't know. That's really hot. It's a lot hotter than I was expecting. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's getting hotter all the time. So you, even mm-hmm. you kind of predicted. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, clearly, if you were picking between Corpus Christi and Rio Grande Valley, you had your idea yeah. about kind of where to go. Or was it or was it just the fact that those were the coaches who had connected interest to you? Or what was it about that brought you to sell Texas specifically? Uh, in well, looking where you want to go? Yeah, it was. It was that I knew Coach Coach Sue, and I had already visited here. Mm-hmm. And also, when I was making my decision, I felt I was sad to leave my friends from Corpus. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be somewhere close where I, if I wanted to, I could uh-huh. still see them. Yeah, yeah. And I like this conference better, the WAC. 
Yeah, what just higher level of competition or the travel being better? What is it about it? Yeah, it's higher level of competition, and I like the playing style of the conference. I feel like most teams try try to play. It's less of an athletic game where right. they can run. Right. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, you notice that. I mean, in different conferences, and then uh, different patches too, where it's even a team. If you have good intentions, I mean, if the, if all the other teams you play just want to muck it up and you know, kind of kick and 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 boom, they can do that. So, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, what was it about? What do you remember about actually having to make your choice in high school, uh, going to you know, originally Corpus Christi? I mean, it, part of uh, the reason people end up transferring as well is because you make these choices when you're so young, right? Like you're making it, yeah. I didn't have to commit to my college in sophomore year. I did it when I was a senior, you know? So yeah. talk about um, making that decision and how that early recruiting started um, and you having to formulate that. Yeah. Um, well, when I was, I always wanted to play division one and I, when I was at Shattuck, it was really good when the development academy was there because mm -hmm. I got exposed to uh, college coaches versus when I played club. I like Woodbury Soccer Club. The only place college that had showed interest to me was like University of North Dakota, mm -hmm. which is fine. I like their, that, them, but it was in the Midwest and it was really cold. Mm -hmm. So the development academy allowed me to get exposure from coaches, not just in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And I was... I was making my decision. I was pretty nervous. I had I had narrowed it down to like three three schools that I really mm -hmm. liked, and it came down to like one of the schools gave me um time. They said that I only had like till the end of the month to make mm -hmm. my decision. Mm -hmm. So when I had that time crunch, it really pushed me to think of it. And I was like, okay, if I don't commit here, then I lose. Mm -hmm. this got this offer right during that time did you have i mean shattuck is it well i'll talk a little more about shattuck later too i mean but it, obviously it's high level team i'm guessing mm -hmm. you had maybe other players going through it so uh, who did you lean on uh, in terms of you know because family can be very helpful but maybe they haven't actually been in the position like high level athletics like that so mm -hmm. i'm just curious how you were who you le leaned on to make that decision I was actually the first one on my Shadok team to commit Division One, uh -huh. but there was because I was I'm pretty young for my grade, mm -hmm. so there was girls on the older team who were committing places like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know Nina Lafleur. She committed to Ohio State. Mm -hmm. I remember I always liked watching her play, and I, and I knew that she was so good and she had so many offers. So I kind of looked up to her as a player. Mm -hmm. and um yeah my teammates were going through the same thing so it was good to have them always around me because we lived together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well it, yeah it's 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 the thing we talk about a lot because it's a thing most people just don't deal with of having to make life choices like that you know a few years ahead and when you're a teenager so interesting yeah. to hear who was the third would you say who was the third school was it corpus christi rio grand valley and who was the other? it, must it, have was, been South, it was south dakota state south dakota state well mm -hmm. yeah that's a, i mean so maybe the weather influenced it because they're a great team too i mean they're a good team yeah they are and it's, i really like the coaches there as well yeah well they're yeah it's cold and it's very windy but i mean you see they're they're in the yeah they're in the tournament last year what could have been um 
<laughs> I'll take a break uh, here to just read a message from our sponsor, Pence Homes. So this show is brought to you by Pence Homes. Whether you're buying or selling or looking to do some projects in your current home, Nate and Lydia can help you find what you need. Need financing for a basement remodel, looking to add a second bath or even a workspace. Now that you're working from home, Pence Homes and their preferred lender, Angie Shearer with Luminate Financing, can help find the right financing tool for you. Go to PenceHomes.com to learn more or find them on social media at Pence Homes. Thank you, Pence Homes. Um, so I'm curious, um, Shattuck St. Mary's, it, it's somewhat of a unique school in Minnesota. I mean, there's other private schools, other schools that have, you know, like students who live there, but it's like, it's, it's kind of rural. And I'm curious, just in general, was it, did you actually live at Shattuck when you went there? Do you travel? Because it's a long ways to Woodbury. So I'm assuming maybe it was actually, you're living there in dorms. Yeah, I lived there. I, it was it was definitely unique, but I think going to Shattuck was probably the best decision I made. Um, it taught me to like to actually like school before okay. yeah, before I was at Woodbury High School and all I wanted to do was do well in school for the sole purpose of soccer, just so that right. I could get recruited more and better. But right. then when I got to Shattuck, the classes were smaller and mm -hmm. My classmates all had characteristics like they wanted, they were ambitious, they wanted to study and mm -hmm. that kind of made me want to learn and mm -hmm. be a better student as well. And it taught me time managing because it was kind of like I was at a college. Sure. Everything was online for the purpose that the student athletes would travel and you could still do your work online. Mm -hmm. So it really prepared me for college as well as for like the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Take that clip. Shattuck St. Mary's. That was a great clip up for an alumni uh, message. They're going to try and like raise money off of that. And yeah, yeah, that it, look, it's, yeah, that's what you'd expect going to a school. Yeah. Like that. I wonder how was it? I mean, the level of soccer is high as well in terms of being, you know, mm -hmm. a good academic school. I mean, back then it was Development Academy. Now ECNL is, is what most of the clubs are playing in. So talk mm -hmm. about that. I mean, you were obviously Woodbury, even playing at Woodbury High School is still a high level of soccer. A lot of play, mm -hmm. people playing in college. But just talk about that level of play and how it was to shift. Also, it's a lot of travel. Like you said, it's kind of like being a college athlete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the it was our first year in the Development Academy. And um, before that, Shattuck was an ECNL or anything. So when we entered in the DA, it was kind of like a shock. Our first game, we actually did pretty well. But then, oh. like, some teams, like, we would play against Michigan Hawks. And mm -hmm. it was a lot of losing. Uh -huh. But the level was really high. And it was also, like, the rules where you only got three subs. And if you came out, uh -huh. you couldn't come back in. So it was intense. Yeah, competitive. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, I also think, like, the level prepared me for college. Mm -hmm. versus just playing high school soccer mm -hmm. or club and I wish I also could have done ECNL when I was younger but mm -hmm. for me it was cheaper to play in the development academy than yeah. it was for ECNL mm -hmm. since the scholarship at Shattuck goes like based on your parents income mm -hmm. so I was the only place in Minnesota that I had access to one of the top leagues since there's only one ECNL team that's MTA yeah, no, it's, I mean, and it's a tough, it, it was, uh, 
it can be tough to find that opportunity because there's there is a ton there's no shortage of talent in minnesota so i mean mm -hmm. that you were one who um got to go to an elite program like shattuck i mean clearly they saw the potential and you know shows they're probably right because you're still out here showing out so um i wanted to ask you so and also just what was the bigger jump i wonder if you think of it that way in terms of maybe playing high school and club to jumping to playing with shattuck and then going from shattuck to playing d1 you know mm -hmm. which was a bigger shock i mean maybe it was just going d1 but i'm curious I, I think the biggest shock for me was um, going from DA Shattuck to college. Yeah. Because college, like uh, first half, you if you sub out, you can't come back in. But second half, you can you can sub it as much as you want, mm -hmm. and the pace is just so high. Yeah. It, it's like you always have you're always running, and then uh, Shattuck, I mean. If there was only three subs and the level was really high and it was really technical, I would almost say that the level of development academy was more technical than college level for yeah. me. But at least where was, you were, yeah, when yeah, you, yeah, it wasn't the same pace. Right. right. You could slow down the game sometimes. Yeah. Well, the subbing makes a big difference. Yeah, you can see, I mean, and depending on the college team, they kind of platoon. I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it can be, it can be very intense, especially like we said, if the team's just trying to, trying to just bunker in the game for you or get physical. Mm -hmm. um, I want to ask, so I want to ask a little bit too. We talked about recruiting. One thing, I mean, I'm going to do at least cursory research. So, I mean, look, I found, you know, at least one hype video of your highlights when, you know, in the time when you're getting recruited. And I'm just wondering, you know, it's like, it's something you just kind of need to do, and especially even more now, maybe. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's a much bigger in like basketball and football. But I wonder just about like just going through that and as a recruit, you know, like literally maybe who helped you make it? You know, how'd you pick the music? Talk to us, Anna. Talk about this process. Okay. So uh we our coaches at Shattuck, they told us to make a highlight video. Yeah. And we were fortunate enough to have like all of our games and recorded so that was nice and we had access to the film right uh i made my own highlight video and i chose the music based on my favorite players highlight videos yeah yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i would look at like iniesta he's my favorite player and i would okay. think, oh this this is the song now, okay. that I, now that I watch, if I were to watch it again, I'd be like, well, this is an interesting song choice. But. They all are, though, and there's not, they all seem like you're like a little, it's like either a little too hype or it's a little too electronic. It's just what it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Well, NES is not a bad uh, favorite player. Yeah. Well, and I honestly thought that I was like, to get an idea, you would just watch other hype videos. Yeah. And see what the best songs were. I mean, they're the one I watched. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah, I was down. I was down. I'm old and washed, but it was cool to me. But uh, talk about, I use this picture to promote the show because it was just right at the top of your incident. It was great. But from media day with the, with the cowboy hat and look, the Vaqueros, I guess it makes mm -hmm. sense. I mean, you're obviously yeah. diving into South Texas culture. Talk about that. Like, I mean, cause I'm sure they were tossing it to all the players, you know, if you have the Australian, New Zealand teammates, they must've thought that was hilarious too. Cause I don't know if they normally wear Vaquero hats. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Our mascot is literally a cowboy. So yeah. it's perfect. And then uh, that was my teammate's hat. Uh -huh. So it's also, like, it's like squished and it's not the most flattering cowboy hat, but it just made the picture better. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst mascot. You could get into it. I mean, especially because you can literally dress up as it, you know, it, it would be, I have to imagine just being in South Texas. I mean, like you must be, te- you probably lean in a little more. I mean, I doubt you probably dress a little different than when you're in Woodbury or Northfield. <laughs> yeah, or, or definitely hotter, so. Fairbo. I have, I have a cowboy jacket, cowboy yeah. hat. Yeah. Do you have boots? Do you have the boots? Not yet. I don't, no. not ready for that. Yeah, you gotta find. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you could find some nice ones down there. Uh, well, and speaking of that, I am curious because it's it, it, it's tempting. I mean, so it is something that living in Minnesota, you do not get. You know, you can find it, but it's tougher to find good quality Mexican food. And I'm so I'm just wondering, like your favorite or least favorite parts of being in South Texas, the food has to be a part of it. So today's Taco Tuesday. Yeah. So after this, I was going to go get tacos with my friends and they're 50 cents each taco. Oh. It's amazing. They're the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And authentic. Yeah. It's not like, it's not Del Taco 50 cents. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I assumed, and I want, how much do you actually, you are, I mean, you're very close to the border. I'm curious, mm-hmm. if, like, you know, maybe in COVID it was worse, but I'm just wondering how much do you actually just cross over for the day or for yeah. my, I've had, well, one time we did team bonding and we went on the Rio Grande and then one yeah. side was Mexico and then the other side was America. Yeah. That was cool. I yeah. haven't actually crossed over, but some of my teammates have, or like if they've broken their tooth, they've gone over to Mexico and gone it yeah. fixed. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. That's smart. It's, it's good during the daytime. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. And also, yeah, you, well, you'd be in, you'd be in by curfew anyway. We know mm-hmm. you're, you're a, a veteran uh, leader yeah. of the squad, of course. Yeah. Talk mm-hmm. about, uh, also, I just want to ask you about academics quick. Cause it, it this is like, you. I mean, you mentioned Shattuck helped mm-hmm. you find like passion in, in a little bit in education, obviously college enhances that. Cause you kind of really get to pick what you want to focus on. You did not make a slouchy pick. You're not a slacking athlete. I couldn't imagine with a degree like elect. Is it electrical engineering? Yeah. So yeah, there's no. That's that's not easy as a student athlete. But I'm curious, mm-hmm. what do you hope to do with that? I know you're currently interning. It seems like somewhere kind of legit. Yeah. Um. I was interning at Haskell. It's like an engineering design company. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what I want to do is I want to work with renewable energy. Cool. I think that would be ideal to research maybe on solar cells on how to make them more degradable or the mm-hmm. battery life not not so bad for the environment, but creating mm-hmm. a battery and stuff like that. Yeah. But Shadig got me definitely got me ready for it. I mean, the only reason I went into electrical engineering was I knew I wanted to do engineering or something with math. Mm-hmm. I didn't know electrical engineering was supposed to be like one of the hardest. I just knew it had the most math, which is my favorite. So I wanted to do math. And then at Shattuck, um, I learned computer programming. So I had a really cool computer science project that I did towards my senior year as my senior project. Mm -hmm. So that motivated me to do electrical engineering with also a minor in computer science. So Yeah. Highly applicable. That's that's got to make parents proud, right, Anna? Yeah. <laughs> I, I may or may not have been sent to an engineering camp as a high schooler to try and 
convince me, but here I am wearing a Hawaiian shirt. So um, let's go in. I want to do it's it's slight. I call it rapid fire ish. I just want to. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go through. It's 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 it can be as slow as you want, but it's mm-hmm. more more just kind of specific questions and a couple about um, about soccer, but then you know a little bit of Rio Grande. Um, I I want to know if you remember the first soccer team you ever played on. What was it called? Blackhawks. <laughs> do you think, or do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I played futsal with the St. Paul Blackhawks. Okay, how old were you? Do you think five or six or something? Oh no, I didn't start playing till I was like eight. All right, late bloomer. Yeah. What do you? We talked. You obviously the weather is something you don't miss for Minnesota, but mm-hmm. you have been in te- South Texas a lot in the last four or five years. I'm curious what you do miss about Minnesota when you're down there. Um. The lakes, yeah. the trees, nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it pretty? How? What's the? What's the climate like down there? I confess, I've not been to the southern tip of Texas. Um, it's like ninety degrees every day. Yeah. And we train at eleven. So yeah. Do you? <laughs> yeah. The heat is our friend. Yeah, I guess that is tough, man. Yeah. 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 Tough. Toughness and resiliency from that. What's mm-hmm. your favorite? Uh, memory from either high school or you know whether it be the high school age so at Shattuck um, what memories stand out most to you Ooh. Hmm. let's see my favorite memory probably when we tied against soccers okay <laughs> or I should say when we beat them we, <laughs> we beat them that was our first win ever in the development academy so it was really exciting is it Chicago soccer? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I know that because there's like Michael Bradley from the men's national team played there. I think that, that's a pretty, that's a huge club. Yeah. Huge club. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what, uh, what are your favorite away games? I mean, you played, you played at Corpus Christi. So that's a lot of like Texas and kind of Southern, uh, West Southern schools, but yeah. now you have some other trips in the WAC. What are your favorite? It could be more than one either. Cause the stadium is cool or because like the town mm-hmm. or the actual trip is fun. Yeah. I'm really excited for GCU because the okay. field is, is unreal. Yeah. They have a nice stadium, right? A soccer mm-hmm. stadium. Yeah. And let's see Seattle. Yeah. Cause that's really pretty. Well, it's a cool trip. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when it's like you're going to Texas, you're going to Utah. Seattle's a big kind of a change. Yeah, and it's but. colder. Which I know I said I don't like the cold, but I like you it know, a little, little, yeah. little chillier than this. Yeah, you don't need ninety every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, not not when training. I wouldn't think. Yeah. <laughs> what is the favorite uh, jersey you've ever played in? I I I just like jerseys. I saw like the teams you played on in college have kind of cool jerseys. I wonder if it could be a Shattuck jersey. I guess it could be a jersey you like traded for or got from a player. But I'm just wondering what the favorite jersey you ever had is. It's it's my UTRGV white jersey. Okay. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It has my number in the front, and I've never played with a jersey that has the number in the front. I like that, right in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Why do you wear 88, right? Yeah. Why do you wear 88? Just what is that from? So my favorite number is eight, but eight was already taken. Uh-huh. So I don't know why the only options were 19 or 88. I don't uh, know why they got a number 88, but I was uh, like, oh, this is perfect. Double eight. <laughs> I like, there's something cool about 
the non-traditional numbers you know like mm-hmm. like i know like there, if when people were like 71 or 99 yeah i don't know something different not only only so many people need to wear 10 they need to wear yeah. 10 or 7 yeah mm-hmm. um that's great now this is the one of the more random this i mentioned this that texas rio grande valley was formed from two university of texas schools there's so many words in these titles of these schools it's really kind of funny do you know do you have any idea what the two schools it was formed from are university of texas and pan america so what yeah one is ut pan american which is a great name Mm -hmm. i thought you could keep that name and the other one is UT at Brownsville slash Texas Southmost College is what it was called. Oh, private stuff. Well, that makes sense because we have a campus in Brownsville. There you go. Rio Grande you know Valley. SpaceX, SpaceX is. Oh, okay. That's for Brownsville. Yeah. Are you looking to get a connect there with your electrical engineering? That would, that would be cool. Some of my classmates got internships there, so that would be really cool. Not bad. Yeah. I it's yeah, I would say I would say shoot for it. What are you hoping to do after you uh, graduate with that with your electrical engineering degree? I mean, you said I mean, are you hoping to, you know, go to more school or just try and get into, like you said, renewable energy? Yeah, I actually would want to go back to Spain. I don't know if you know, but I I moved to America when I was eight and try to play pro for a little bit. Okay. Awesome. That would be mm-hmm. what, and would you look to in the summer, you know, when people trying to like, if, if you didn't connect with something like playing on, you know, a summer league team or like a W league or WPSL team to kind of get that. We saw a couple of people from Minnesota get that launch uh, this summer doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I would do that. Mm-hmm. I, I practice with a team in Spain before, so mm-hmm. I would also be into trying to practice with them again and maybe yeah. some games. Do you want to say what team it is, or do you want to keep it on the? Well, DL? it was—it's just where I'm from. It's Pozuelo. It's uh, like a—they're in the Division Two for the Pro mm-hmm. League. Mm-hmm. But. Well, there's probably no country with more exciting growth. I mean, England's doing great things in the women's club game, but La Liga is really exciting right now. The way Barcelona and all oh, those yeah. teams were—I mean, so to get to be in any part of that, mm-hmm. uh, to be in the Spanish league, I would—I would expect, you know growing the game at the top level too means getting the pyramid going. And so that would be, sounds like a really cool opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. And I, and I do want to say too, in terms of people wanting to catch up on uh, Anna's games this year, uh, one of the cool things is all the games on ESPN plus that are happening this year. So I'm sure your family maybe is taking advantage of that to watch some, um, mm-hmm. but you have a game Friday at 5 PM against Southern Utah. And then Sunday on the 18th, at 2 p.m. against Utah Tech, so you're doing that swing out west. Um, so you can catch us on ESPN Plus. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you for joining, Anna. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, everybody.